Yes, this is your favorite show, Sports Unfolded, with your favorite host, Eric and Ron. Welcome to Sports Unfolded Season 3, Episode 47, Thankfulness. Yes, we are thankful for having all this fun every single week, bringing you the best sports podcast on the planet, guaranteed. I am your host, Eric, my main man right over there. Ron, how are you tonight? Quite well. Um, Getting ready to let the Boston teams have it today. Let them have it tonight, my friend. You know what? We were thankful last night. Maybe not so thankful tonight. No. Uh, You know, but uh, a lot going on in the sports world. A lot happening in the National Football League last night. Uh, We're going to start off with our leadoff story, and that is the NFL. They had three Thanksgiving games last night, and we're going to talk about each one of them. And if there's anything anybody out there live wants to join in and, and give us some conversation as well, let us know. More than welcome to, to, to bring up any conversations. But let's start off with our leadoff here. Thanksgiving games. I liked I liked the John Madden keeping that alive. Mrs. Queenie 22, thanks for joining. Uh, so just a couple of things that uh we had going on is that if you look at um you know them trying to keep that john madden with the turkey leg and all that stuff still going i love that tradition i thought that was really cool uh james happy thanksgiving my friend thanks for joining yeah the turduckling right um but let's start off with that green bay detroit game uh green bay wins the game 29 22 um, Deron Bland, NFL history yesterday. Yes, my friend. Um, but your thoughts on that game, Ron? Like, this just goes to show you all these experts out there, like, giving the Lions way too much credit than what they deserve, and they go out there and laid a giant turkey egg. Hey, giant turkey egg. Turkey egg. Yeah, look, Jared Goff hasn't looked right the last couple weeks, a lot of turnovers. Several turnovers again yesterday. I will say this, though. I'm really starting to get impressed with Jordan Love. So this is two straight games where he's looked like a legitimate quarterback. It's taken some time, but you can start to see the talents there. Hmm. Um, I think Green Bay really might have, you know, gotten a steal here again where it's going to be a back-to-back-to-back with the quarterback situation because this kid looks like he's going to be able to figure it out. Yeah, well, and when you think about it, I mean, how how often did he play, right? You know, and he wasn't he wasn't certainly prepared to play in the last few years, and it's taken him a little time. And and I think I think he's you know, at least an adequate quarterback for the next couple of years, right? But He's showing flashes, but 
you know, all these, all these shows, you know, anointing Detroit as like, you know, the number two team, you know, in the league and Goff being a top 10 quarterback in the league. I think they were all wrong. See, I don't know if I agree with you. Yeah, I think, I think they're a a top 10 team. I'm not not saying they're not a top 10 team, but they're not a number two team. I don't think that a second best team in the in the NFC. No, um, you know I wouldn't even go that far. I mean Philadelphia, San Francisco, then maybe uh, Dallas. If, if you're going to go in in some yeah. kind of order, I'd put yeah. Detroit fourth. If anything, yeah. absolutely. Listen, that people like them because they're scrappy. They're a, a scrappy team that you know yeah. Dan Campbell and his kind of mentality. Uh, you know, it's a likable team. I, I mean, I'm not saying yeah. I don't like the Detroit yeah. Lions. I'm just I, saying pump the yeah. brakes. Yeah, let's you know, not put them in the Super Bowl. Give yeah. Them, yeah, don't give him, you know, all this this credit for what they've basically beat up on some bad teams. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. What about the Dallas Washington game? You know, Dallas. Hey, they look great, right? But it is Washington, and it is you know Sam Howell that they're going up against. Not to knock him, but like you said before the show. You know, their line is not that good. (laughs) And somebody with a lot of pressure is going to be able to get in there and disrupt a young quarterback. And Dallas has a lot of talent on that defense. And they can do that. Kenny, thanks for joining as well. I will say this. You know, Dallas has been up on on the bad teams. We saw that again yesterday. Uh, I was impressed as as bad as um, Washington played. Sam Howell to me, that kid has got a lot of talent. I like him. I, you need to right. He needs you know players around him. He needs an offensive line for sure. Mm. Um, but you could see this kid. He he's he reminds me of like a Brett Favre. He's a gunslinger. He can throw the ball all weird angles. Can get out of the pocket. So I like that part of it. I will say this though, and James brought it up. Deron Bland, five t- interceptions returned for a touchdown. NFL record. They still got games. Yeah. To go. yeah. This yeah. kid, this kid might get may get the double digits. That's insane to think about. Yeah, he's I looking mean, you, really good this year. How many yeah. times do you see that in 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 a season? Five interceptions for for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean that's that's incredible. Like most players don't even get you know five touchdowns you know for a career. And here he is doing this in one season. Since 92, James. Yeah. 92. It's insane. Dak Prescott's starting to look, you know, like he's figured out the offense as well. You're starting to see a lot of good things from them on that side of the ball uh, where they don't seem to struggle. He's he's made better reads. You've seen C.D. Lamb has become a a legitimate number one wide receiver. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but right, so there's so many different aspects of the 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 Dallas Cowboys. Here's my issue with the Dallas Cowboys, though. We've seen this so many years in a row. They perform really well in the regular season. The, everybody starts to anoint them as the Super Bowl contenders, like James. I yeah, like James uh, and Tony Romo uh, for the seven thousand times he said it in yesterday's broadcast. Michael Irvin. But also, I I need to see them do something in the playoffs. I need them. I need to see them do something against contenders. I need them to to do things against teams with winning records. 
because I keep criticizing the Miami Dolphins and where they stand, and everybody wants to tell me that they're a Super Bowl contender, and I haven't seen them beat a, a team over 500, and I'm not really seeing Dallas do the same thing either. No, they still haven't proven anything to you yet. And, and that's, uh, you know what, that's, you know, a fair statement by you, James, as a Dallas Cowboy fan. I appreciate that. They need to beat a legitimate team, right? And, and that's where they start to struggle. I like what I saw yesterday. It's great. You put up 45 points. You look phenomenal. But you're playing a team that we already feel has got a lame duck coach that really you could see that they, their talent is is nowhere near the level that Dallas had. You should beat them by 35 points. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's we, – we talk about it, right? McCarthy, that's where it breaks down when you have to play those good defensive teams, especially, in the playoffs, and then you have to come up with that play, that one play that, that you have to draw up to get you the win because, let's face it, most cases it's going to be a one-score game in the playoffs. And you have to come up with that play. And when you don't have a prepared team and they run the clock out, I mean, what what do you expect? So you have those decisions that come down to the wire and McCarthy just can't make those decisions. He, he folds under the pressure all the time. And that is every year in the playoffs. Yeah, And you can't keep doing that because it doesn't do any good. Yeah, you can get there, but does it matter if you can't win the playoff games? That's, that's, where, that's where it's all about. It's winning the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Last game, late last night, San Francisco defeats the Seattle Seahawks 31-13. Yes. Your thoughts on that game? Yeah, that, that just shows you the gap in that division, right? Because Seattle's not a bad team. I mean, Seattle has played very well, you know, and they've got some skill there. And um, they were no match. They were no match. Geno uh, Smith, you know, that injury to the elbow, I don't think he's 100%. Yeah. Um, so that you could – you definitely question some of his throws and, and, and <clears throat> what he was doing. But we were talking earlier, and I just the, – the amount of talent on San Francisco – yeah, McCaffrey, Debo, Samuel, it's every, it's every level, right? Williams, Bosa, like you, you just kept every time they call on a guy. I'm like, this is like an all pro team. Yeah, and it's every level, especially that defense. They have great players in every level of that defense, whether it's the line, the linebackers, or or the defensive backs. They have it all. Then you look at that offense, and they got it all in that offense as well. You know, and how how is any team going to be able to match up with them in the playoffs? This is where next week, Philly, San Francisco. Yeah. That's a major game. Yeah. Because obviously San Francisco is still two games out of the, of the one seed. But you think about the, the momentum going in if you could beat Philly. And I think mm -hmm. it's in Philly. So that would be a fun game to watch. But. A lot of good action yesterday, though. I thought, I thought for the most part, listen, the games were blowouts late. Yeah. So they kind of kept you in it for most of the game. Uh, and then, you know, all of a sudden, like Dallas game, it was it was a lot closer. And then the next thing I, I look over and it's 45-10. Yeah, when you start, when you start um, with the, 
to even score, right? You you go through the first quarter, second quarter. Generally, those team bad the, teams. Ron, that's like the team with yeah, the most yeah, points yeah, wins. Yeah, good no, job. Yeah, yeah, every team starts off at zero zero. But good job, Ron. <laughs> this, this is the insight you get at Sports Unfolded. That's why we are the best sports podcast yeah. on the planet because nobody else knows that. We no, bring it to you. What I'm saying is, those bad teams can stay in it for a little while, and then once they start yeah. getting worn down, the yeah. gap yeah. becomes yeah. greater. Yeah, cream rises and, to the top. Right, exactly, and they can't sustain it, you know, for a full game against those quality teams. And once that defense gets in, and they find those holes, and then they work on that, it, it's it's overwhelming at times. And, and that's what happened with Washington. They just were overwhelmed. They couldn't, they couldn't handle the skill level. You know, I mean, when you have Parsons and the whole crew jumping in there and, and they're finding all those holes to get through. I mean, even if they don't, if they don't get the sack, they're still putting that pressure on. And let's face it. Never said half the time. Dallas. Yeah, I think Dallas was rushing four, yeah. and they were still getting through. There's oh, five absolutely. offensive linemen, and they were still getting through. So yeah, it uh, goes to show you. Listen, um, NFL is going to be fun coming down the stretch here because there's a lot of crucial games coming up, uh, and we'll talk some more uh, about that. But uh, let's continue with this NFL talk, and uh, we're going to discuss only because, again, it's our local hometown team, and we want to make it interesting for us fans as well what about the uh new england patriots so they face the new york giants this sunday how would you approach this if you're the new england patriots um yeah twice well really. just keep doing what you're doing and making mistakes right i mean you do that it, it should take care of itself but the problem is you know the giants are probably going into it like they want to lose so that way they can draft so they're going to put players in more of a kind of backup role without actually making them a backup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they'll call plays for just, you know, random players at times and see what they got. They're going to try to, you know, work on, you know, all that young talent that they have supposedly when the Patriots are not going to do that. I mean, you know, that Bill is going to try to win this game at all costs, and and it's going to cost the Patriots' draft pick. Yeah, you know where they're positioned. And so James is asking Washington was able to hang with Philly, though. What what do you make of that? I will say this: there's certain teams, no matter what the yeah. skill level, they match up well against other teams, and we see that. Listen, the, and I'm going to here comes the chord that I'm going to strike. The Boston Bruins have looked phenomenal this season. But they can't beat the Detroit Red Wings twice now. Um, and again, because Detroit just matches up better oh, yeah. them than other teams do. Yeah. But or they just stunk today. But there's those those opportunities. Hmm. Ouch, yeah. yes, James, right? But this is where I'm saying, though, I think Washington just matches up well with Philly. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the slower pace that Philly may play with, with the running style and what they do. Um, Washington seemed to hang with them two games in our, uh, the two games this season. And I think it was more because th they just matched up better against them. Hmm. Yeah. So 
my thought process. They get up for that Philly you, game because they're you so like close. I, and, you know. Yeah, you like how I, I threw the Bruins thing in there, Ron, just for you, my oh, yeah, Of course. Of course. You. So I agree with you. Listen, they're, they're currently third overall, the New England Patriots, in the draft. You move to fifth with this win if you win. And you put the Giants ahead of you. So to me, like this, if there's ever a must lose game, this is it for the New England Patriots. Hmm. Your strength of schedule, 537 win percentage. So most of the teams you're going to face going forward are, are pretty good. So you're legitimately probably going to lose. Chiefs, Chargers, Bills are in the in that mix. I don't expect them to win any of those games. You need to lose the games you need to lose against teams that you are now fighting for draft position right. for. I don't, to your point, I don't know if Bill Belichick can do that, but is this where Robert Kraft steps in and says, look, just lose. Just figure it away to lose. Yeah, just start all your your, your players that you know are going to cough it up. You know? Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know if he's out next year. Mac Jones like normal. And, and this is where <laughs> Mac Jones probably going to start, right? I don't know if you lose next, uh, lose on. Or if he's out next year, James, I, I still don't believe that the New England Patriots are letting Bill Belichick go next year. I think after the season, it's done. The problem is, though, they they are tied for the most losses of seven points or less. And they, they, they're, they're that close if they had some talent. They mm. to having five extra wins. Right. So if you go, if you do the math, then they're, they're, they're uh, in the playoffs right now. Look, but it it all go it so all coaching goes isn't back to one person though one person Robert it Kraft. all goes back to that same person Robert Kraft no it goes back to <laughs> Belichick okay it he's making not. the decisions and I, and I know you're saying oh well Bob Kraft might not be paying look Bob Pra Bob Kraft is gonna let Bill do it okay you don't think he was disappointed in that loss in Indianapolis when he went down there and made sure that yeah. Those those players knew how important that game was to him, and it didn't get done. He's not a happy camper right now. So the, the issue becomes this though: Kraft lets Bill Belichick go. You got to have a really good plan in place. And right now, the plan is Gerard Mayo. And if Gerard Mayo, you're keeping the same bunch of guys in the organization. You're not making change. You're literally doing the same thing. The definition of insanity, right? doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's what the Patriots would be doing. So I don't know what they, what is it? Eric B Like you've seen his offense with Washington. Do you bring him in? And I mean, I don't think that's an answer. Where do you go? Well, it starts with a GM. And I think if there's going to be anybody available that, you know, craft lights in the GM spot. I think that's where it starts first. And then that GM brings in a coach. Who it is, I don't know. I don't know the 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 big answer to that picture. You know, it depends on who the GM is going to be. I don't think you can go another year with Belichick as a GM because he's not drafting right, he's not picking up the right players. None of that is working, okay? It hasn't worked for quite some time now, at least five years now, right? So now we get all these players coming up, and there is zero talent in that that pool 
you know, especially on that offense. And I don't care what anybody says. Everybody says, oh, well, Douglas this and Douglas that and, and you know, Thornton's a speedster. If they don't make the plays, then what good are they? You know? So, and the system is too difficult for all these young players that you have. You have to dummy it down. And they're not doing it. They're not. They are not allowing the players to succeed like they used to. They put players in a position to succeed before. They're not doing that now. And a lot of that has to change. It has to change. See, I don't Kyle Duggar. That's why we're arguing about it. Kyle Duggar, is he a good player? The defense I have no problem with. I have no problem with Lamar, right? Yeah. So uh, maybe offensively he's he's had some struggles. I'll agree with you there. But again, you, we, it's like a 50-50. He's a defensive mind that is a genius at that. And I've never questioned his defense. And this is where I, I – You, Ron, <laughs> of all people, have to give me an answer as to what you think would be a better solution because he's still the greatest coach. Coach. And my fear is this. You're going to bring somebody in that has no idea what they're doing. And we've seen it way too many. Would you want um, who's the dude in uh, the, with the charges? Staley. He'll who's, be available, <laughs> right? Who's going to get fired, right? You nope. think about the amount of talent he had. No, I wouldn't want him, right? But that's my point. Even if you right. bring talent in, if you don't have the right coach that can coach these players to make the right choice, the right decisions, you're going to still lose. Yeah. So that's where my fear is because we know Bill Belichick with talent. Can win, yeah. And, and everybody wants to well, dump Bill Belichick, but then you're dumping Bill Belichick and the, expecting. The problem Bill- is, it's all it's all in that GM position, okay. If you can keep Belichick and have somebody else as the GM, that's what you need. And I know he doesn't want to do that, but <clears throat> that's what you need. I mean, if he can't accept that, then he has to go. I mean, it's simple yeah, as I mean- that. That's the part, Robert Kraft. Maybe this is where James is correct in this part. Says, "Look, Bill, I think I you're the greatest greatest coach we know. Maybe we get somebody to just bring you in talent so that you can coach them. Yeah. And if he doesn't agree to that, maybe then you do make that decision. Right. But I think people got to stop saying that Bill Belichick don't want to be here or Bill Belichick can't coach. That is not the case. Bill Belichick does not have talent on this team. Some of it is to his doing." Some of it, it, though, is these players just not making plays. And you've seen it over and over again where, again, he's put players in the right position. And The only thing I know, Eric, is that how long has they, have they been trying to find a, a, a receiver? He can't yeah. get them in the draft. Okay. And whether it is the coaching scheme. They were trying know, to hit on Malik Cunningham. Because every time they grab a quarterback, they make him a wide receiver. And it becomes really good. But it didn't well, work this time. Jones should be a receiver. <clears throat> right? It didn't work this time. Malik Cunningham. They were like, oh, the next Julian Edelman. It didn't work. I don't know. Listen, Pats, play to lose. Uh, let's uh, let's talk games of interest for week 12, Ron. You said you got a bunch of them. Yeah, <clears throat> a lot of them because of the implications of the draft, um, such as Carolina at Tennessee. You know, you want you Carolina, Carolina to win. win that game, right? We do. We do. If you're in you the have that one. Fan, you, have to, you need yeah. that win. 
And, um, you know, of course, the New England Patriots at the Giants. You need the Giants to win that game. Um, and, you know, I mean, I didn't put it on my list, but the Chicago game at Minnesota, you know, you want mm-hmm. Chicago to win that. But they're not going to. They're not going to. Although Minnesota lost the last game they played. I mean, and we got to see Dobbs. I don't know. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. So Maybe. I had my game of interest, one of mine, um, and I'm sure you have, Jackson, uh, Jaguars at Texans. Yeah. This is. I listen, have that one circled. I have two of them that are circled. That's one of them. Texans look like they could be legitimate here. C.J. Stroud, rookie of the year. Book it. And I'm telling you right now, if this kid if you can get them to the playoffs, game, they're only one game back, right? Out. Yeah. Right. So now you look at it, right? Even for a division, it's insane. It's insane to think about. What else? That has just been fantastic. Uh, unbelievable, fantastic. that kid. What a what a pickup. That would be that would be the first player on my thankful list. Yeah, thankful that he's playing that well. He's in the league. Yeah. I, I'm liking it. I'm liking it liking it i have i have that cleveland at denver game i have that one as well remember when denver was just inept yeah now look at them right now look at them they're what five and five now yeah they're 500 russell wilson actually i think he's like they're in uh, contention for russell wilson is actually his numbers are phenomenal like you start to look at his numbers he's playing he's playing great football and now they dumped guys, and their defense is better. Go figure, right? So yeah, no, that's a that's a very interesting because we're still not sold on the quarterback situation in Cleveland. Yeah, no, I know, and I, I agree. I think that's a game and that Denver's going to win. And if Denver wins that game, guess what? They may get a seat ahead of Cleveland at the end of the year if they tie. Yeah, and this that had that they could come down to that. That is Cleveland that is a great game. Playoffs because yeah. of it. That's a great game. Yeah, that one's that's that one's a fun one. I got Steelers at Bengals as I well. I got that one as well. Because <clears throat> not like the Bengals, quarterback situation, right? Browning, Steelers, fire their offensive coordinator. Let's see what they're going to do now. I, I mean, that, that that's just a mess. Over, that's a mess of a game, but both of these teams need to win. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the funny thing is, if Cincinnati does pull this one out, and it is in Cincinnati, so it could happen. Um. Now you're looking at two teams that possibly both might miss the playoffs because yeah. of that. You know, I mean, it's possible that Pittsburgh doesn't win another game. It's Agreed. possible. Agreed. Agreed. What else? Um, I have that Tampa Bay indie game. Yeah. I, I mean, because I, Tampa Bay is trying to win that division. Like, what yeah. the Saints lead with five and five? Yeah. Well, bad division again. But Indy is the is the interesting one here because they're already five and five, and if they can win this game, it puts them on the winning side and also a contender for that wild card spot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And think so about you it. Give them credit for for this too, because I mean there was a lot of talk whether Taylor was going to be there or not, you know. And Anthony Richards goes down early, right? right? So, so then it's Minshew. Yeah, and all of a sudden, here's Indy, 5-5 five and five at this point, and they have a shot yeah. at getting in. And that's pretty impressive yeah. for a team that really, on paper, looks horrible. You know, and they figured out Taylor. 
now he's starting to be happy, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. So yeah, they paid him. Winning. Yeah, they paid him. Obviously, I got a, a, the other game as um, the Bills right. at Eagles, and it's yeah. which Bills team shows up. Yeah, that's it's a big Philadelphia, one. In Philadelphia, as well as they're playing right, the best record in the league. A lot of their games have been close. Yeah. And you know, again, you know the talents there in Buffalo. Yeah. Do they play up to the talent? Is the is the question? Because sometimes that's well, they have to. It, it's like they're looking at a must win right now because they can't fall further back in this race, or they won't make the playoffs. Yeah, because right now they're not in. But six and five, and again, you'd be yeah. five hundred again. Yeah, Buffalo yeah. needs it more, without a doubt. And but then San Francisco chasing Philly, you, you know what I mean. So now you got to they got to worry about that too because if they lose. To Buffalo, they can't afford to lose to San Fran because then San Fran jumps yep. ahead of them and gets the one seed. So Makes that'd be a fun game. Interesting. Oh, I can't wait. Good action this weekend. Bring it. Bring it, my friend. All right. Let's go and have some fun with our starting five. Our starting five brought to us by our fan James this week. Our starting five left guards in the NFL all time. We're picking our starting five. Ron, you are first this week, my friend. Yeah, this was a difficult one. It was difficult. It. I do have to say because I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys that I picked for out of. And, um, you know, I'll start with my honorable mentions, and one may surprise you, uh, but I have Tom Mack as an honorable mention. Me too. 11 Pro Bowls, yeah. 176 starts, but yeah, nothing. And I don't know if it was his era. Right, I mean, right. Just, but, you know, yeah, no all pros. No, yeah. No, I, Tom also Mack. Have, I also have Matt Light as an oh. honorable mention. I did not. Um, Matt Light was a tackle. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. Okay, cross that out. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Wait I think I put yeah. it down there just because I wanted to put him down. You want to put Matt Light? You saw the light. Three Super Bowls. So Matt, I still got you. It doesn't matter where yeah. you played. You still Matt Light. You want to come join the show? Tell us how uh, great our, your Super Bowl wins are. Come on. Um, come but on. the other, the other guy that used to play for that that red and blue and silver and whatever it is. Um, all the different colors. Uh, John Hanna, I have as an honorable mention. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're crazy. And, okay. and that was the tough one. He was in my sixth spot. Um, and the reason being, you know, the nine the nine Pro Bowls and the seven All-Pros, 183 games played, all of them starts. Yeah. It was fantastic. But there's, you know, if you don't win – I see. I don't know about that. No, you're crazy. John Hanna was a beast. He was. He was one of the best ever to do it. If he's not in your starting five, it's already wrong. No, but it's anyway, not. It's James, not you better be. Uh, you better be giving us your five as well. Um, I also he had honorable. Rindell Evangelista. This was a bill. He's still asking to edit. And you can post it on your social media. So. I will say this, Mike Munchak, honorable mention. Yeah. Nine Pro Bowls, two All Pros, 150. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. He's on Steve, there too. 
Steve Hutchinson. And Steve Hutchinson. I didn't even go through my honorable mention yeah. list. Seven Pro Bowls, five All Pros, 169. And then Alan Fanica. Nine Pro Bowls, six All Pros, one Super Bowl, 201 starts mm-hmm. in his career. All right. Let's have at it, gentlemen. James, you're five. Ron, you're five. I'll give you my five. Number five. Yeah, number five, I have, and you get, it's going to be a surprise to you, Bruce Matthews. What, I, you, Bro, y'all this is all messed up. No, it's not. Brother. It's not. Do you want brother? Huh. Uh, so Bruce Matthews, 296 games, 293 of them all starts. Fantastic. 14 Pro Bowls, 7 All-Pro. 7 All-Pro? Tom Mack, James is number five. He did make our honorable mention, did not make my top five. My number five, Randall McDaniel, 12 Pro Bowls, seven All-Pros, 220 starts. And you'll see where I'm going with a lot of mine. But go ahead. That's who I had at number five. All right. Number four, I had Randall McDaniel. Great Viking. Um, You know, so the 12 Pro Bowls, seven All-Pro. But this guy is the only left guard of – all of these guys in here that had a touchdown reception. Oh, He's got a this. touchdown. He's got one rushing yard and two receiving yards with a touchdown. He had to be number four in my book because of that <laughs> touchdown. So Randall McDaniel. Randall McDaniel. James had Gene Upshaw as his four. I had, and I know, watch how upset he gets now, James. Larry Allen. 11 Pro Bowls, 6 All-Pros, 1 Super Bowl, 197 uh, starts. Larry Allen at 4. Hmm. I, I, I think he's going to let – he probably just fell on the floor. Yeah, he, he's he's all done. BS. I knew it. Yeah. Number 4, Larry Allen. No way. I knew it. Dallas, here comes the Cowboy. That's why he picked left guard. Yeah, I, I, I could not put him ahead of my other three guys. No way. I am drinking good stuff, my friend. Now, green tea. Green my tea. My next three, my next Very three, yep. had to be the top three. Not had to be. Number three, I have Alan Fanica. 201 starts out of the 206 games he played, nine Pro Bowls, six All Pro, one Super Bowl. Yep. He yep. is a champion. So that left guard meant something for that team. Okay. Meant something. Okay. Um, so Alan Fanica, number three. All right. At three for me, James, you're number three. John Hanna, nine Pro Bowls, seven all pros, 183 starts. Every list that I checked for left guard, yep. he was ranked number one. I know. By far. One I know. Of the greatest ever. And I'm not a homer with this. He was he was just nasty. He just, no, again, right. bad teams. Bad teams right. in, with New England. It's not his right. fault. Not his no, fault. No, it's the best not. Left guards ever. You know. One of the best left guards ever. He is. Bruce Matthews at, at oh, you guys, three. Okay. I, I don't know where your list. Go. I have him at number five, so. Yeah, you both wrong. All right, number two, I have Gene Upshaw. Gene Upshaw, 217 games, 207 of them start, seven Pro Bowls, five All-Pro, He's won two Super Bowls and an AFL championship. Three championships and all, he had to be number two. Had to be. Had Agree with you. 
Gene Upshaw, my number two. We finally agreed on one. I agree with you. Those three championships, 207 starts, five all <laughs> pros. Gene Upshaw, I mean, again, three championships. How do you how do you not? Who's the current left guard for the Patriots? Cole Strange, baby. Yes, I know. Banner at two. All right, James. I, I kind of – you know he's going Allen at one. We knew this is where this was going to go with him. Allen well, at one for sure. Well, James, here you go. I have at number one Larry Allen, 203 games, 197 of them starts, 11 Pro Bowls, six All-Pro, one Super Bowl. I mean, he was a beast. I mean, he was good. You know, I mean – I. I remember him playing and, yeah, and watching that 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 line was just so good. It was so good. But he won a Super Bowl and you had to be a champion to get there. Um you know. So I knew he was going to Allen and one. It's gotta be Bruce Matthews. Two hundred and ninety-three starts, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. It was a uh, years. You want a left guard, eighteen years. I know. At left guard, this man started. Yeah, and 14 four, of them Pro Bowls. 14 Pro Bowls out of that. Yeah. And seven All-Pros. Yeah. So you can't tell me that he wasn't the best guard in he, the league. Look, he didn't win a championship, and that's – But, again, that hurts. You, how many of these guys won championships? Three Allen and Gene Upshaw. Oh, and you got Fanica. Yeah. But, again, one, one – and that wasn't like they dominated. Yeah, it's about the players around them. The teams there. It's and about the, the players around them. The only reason they had Bruce Matthews at number five instead of four was because he didn't have a touchdown. Larry Allen had who with him? Irvin, Smith, Aikman. Yeah, those guys sucked. It was all Larry Allen. Got him to the Super Bowl. Get out of here. Bruce Matthews, number one, 18 straight years starting. Never won. Never won it. Didn't win anything. Ridiculous. Didn't win. Yeah, I want anything. the guy that's not there all the time. I, I want somebody that's going to win Super Bowls. I want 293 starts that I didn't have to worry about for 18 years. I have a somebody... player. Larry Allen had 203 games. Yeah. So I'll take that and win a Super Bowl. I'll uh, take that and win a okay. Super Bowl. Uh, Give right. me a Super Bowl at least sometime in the 20 years you're playing. Yeah. You're crazy. You're all crazy. All right, my friend, we are going to talk some NBA action. And I knew you were going to love this one. Your boy, Greg Popovich, got on the mic the other night. They're playing the Clippers and asked the crowd to stop booing. It's not San Antonio. Do you agree with that? Um, No, just shut up and do your job. Who the heck are you? To, to address the people to stop booing. I would have booed even louder. They kept booing, which I loved. Because right. I thought this was the dumbest thing I've ever it seen is. at an NBA game. It what is. are you doing? If they want to boo Kawhi Leonard, let them boo Kawhi Leonard. They paid a ticket right. to go there. As long as they're not being vulgar, they're not throwing stuff, being violent, they can boo. Yeah. So now what are you going to tell them when they start cheering for your team? Sometimes, please don't cheer. We don't do that in San Antonio. Oh. What do you do? Oh, you know what I would do if I – oh, my God. I would organize a silent crowd. <laughs> everybody go to the crowd and nobody say anything. Right. Not Let's a just peep. Not a The peep. whole game. The oh. whole game. San Antonio, just sit there. Yes. Don't don't clap. Oh don't my God. cheer. Don't boo. Do that, 
If the fans do that, that would be phenomenal. That would be phenomenal. Your team's lost like nine straight, ten straight, yeah. whatever it is. Shut your mouth, coach the team. Yeah. Hey, this guy's a great coach. Like again, he's done a lot in the NBA. I don't understand what he was thinking when he did that. He's trying to become relevant again. So but, he's going to do some antics now. He's losing his mind. He's losing would, his mind. Who, listen, how many times has a, a former player gone back to his old team? And a lot of fans, they, they, they're they burned by it. They feel like you let – it's like a girlfriend and you break up. You, sometimes you get along, sometimes you don't. LeBron. Right? Yeah, Cleveland, you remember they were burning his jersey when he left, right? Yeah. And, the security, the first game he came back with Miami, you know, because, of, you know, people, death threat, everything. It happens. It's part of sports. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying death threats should be part of sports. What I'm saying is, though, the, the booing and being upset with that player for leaving you, why not? You know, and, and, and we deal with that here in the Boston area, right? When, when the Bruins stink it up, those fans at the Garden let them know. I've heard it. You know, same thing in Boston, Red Sox, Fenway Park, same thing. Well, the green team, you know, they, they're like, they don't boo them as much, but they still boo them. Big green is. They, they boo, they boo uh, the Pats all the time, right? Mac Jones three and out boo. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what happens. They even chant, you know, yeah, zappy. zappy. Like, this is part of sports. Yeah. What is he doing? I was like, are you kidding me? I said, we have to talk about this one. Yeah. Because no, I was stupid. Just coach the team. Like, you no, know, you're going to tell fans what they can and can't do. Please don't clap during intermission. Please don't get up to get a bear. Like, what are you, what, like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I don't know. Huh? And you know what? I, I had high hopes for them this year. I thought Wembenyama. Might make a difference, and you know, at least at least make him relevant again. Yeah, he's just holding on to something. Here's another guy. When we talk about Bill Belichick being in New England as long as he has, Craig Popovich in San Antonio, he might be run. His time might be running too. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. We will see. But no, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. Right. We both agreed. I thought you were going to be all like, no, oh, I love, no, I love Pop. What a great move. No, it was stupid. <laughs> It's ridiculous. You know what, Ron? Ron, Ron, please. We don't like to use the word stupid on our show anymore. You cannot say the word stupid. Mentally challenged. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Ooh, that's not, that's the sound right. That's either. probably worse. Yeah. Let's talk to Major League Baseball. Aaron Nola. In, in, in like Rocky movies, it was mentally yeah. irregular. Okay. There we go. Aaron Nola. Decided to re-sign with the Phillies. What do you think this means for free agency? Is this a sign that maybe guys are going to just stay with their teams? Um, well, when they offer him what they gave him, seven years, one hundred and seventy-two million. Not bad. You know, he's going to be thirty-seven when this contract is yeah. over. Oh, this is baseball. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So he wasn't going anywhere after this contract because he was probably going to get offered, you know, a three-year deal somewhere, maybe up to five. Possibly. I doubt it, but maybe. But seven years, he can retire after this one. Yeah, see, so I thought pitches were going to be the ones moving all over the place. And so the way I, I wanted to approach this, Ron, I'm going to ask you, the next top five free agent pitches, or at least basically what they've, you're going to have to talk, are they staying or going? All right? Okay. Julio Arreyes, Dodgers, 
11 and 8 last season, 460 ERA. Not very good. Going. He's leaving. He's leaving. Yep. Kenny, the wow for Pop or the wow for uh, Aaron Nola signing seven years, 172 million? I don't know. He just wowed us. Deserves a wow. So Julio Reyes out. Out. Blake Snell, Cy Young winner, 14 and 9, 2.25 2, 2. ERA. Staying or going? Staying. Staying with San Diego. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one because they got a lot of payroll that they may yeah, not want to. They, they do. I think he might be going too. But seeing that Nola deal, I don't know. He's going to Sonny... go to the Dodgers and they're going to sign the former <laughs> Dodger for and, a lot and, less. And they're going to get uh, your boy Otani. Sonny Gray, 8 and 8 last year, 2.79 ERA. It's good. Um, he's going right. Reds. Yeah, he's he going. Goes, yeah, because Cincinnati's probably not going to bond. He's going to keep that. He's going to keep that color. The Red Sox have always wanted that guy. Ugh. He was in New York for a bit. He did not. I know they wanted. They wanted to get him, but yeah. New York ended up getting him. Clayton Kershaw, thirteen and five, two point four six ERA. I don't going. think so. I don't think. So. I don't think anybody else would take him. I think he's thirty five. No, Why? he's not 35. He, yeah, he is 35. Yeah, so I don't but think it's an he, old 35. Yeah, I think he stays. I, don't I think, think he so. stays. I think he stays. Uh Lucas Giolito, eight and fifteen last year, 4.88 ERA. Talk about having a bad season in a free agent when you're a free agent. That's a little concerning. I don't even where did he go? I don't I know he's with the Chicago. They traded him. Angels. Was it yes, Anaheim? Yeah. They're not re-signing them. They might have to. They think, right? You lose Otani. <laughs> they might have to. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think the Nola thing, because I really thought he was going to go somewhere else, where you could see a lot of these guys now just being like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to stay and take the money because it's probably going to be about the same everywhere. You know, but it'd be interesting. I, I I definitely disagree with you on Kershaw. I just think he's either a Dodger or he's done. Like, I don't well, see another team wanting to pick I him up. I just think they're in on Otani. And yeah. if they're in Otani, they're not resigning. But remember, Otani's not going to be a starting pitcher next year. You already said he's not oh, pitching right. next yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Could see Kershaw stay even yeah. for one year. That'd be interesting. All right, my friend. Great. Immediately you give baseball. Kershaw $37 million, say, for no. one year? No, maybe one year. The Dodgers, you got the money. Why not? Why not? All right, it is time for split decisions. Hey, you know who else was signed, though? Who else would sign? Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, um, former Baltimore Oriole, both went to St. Louis. Cardinals well, both are 36 right? years old. Yeah, wait. So they're hoping one of them sticks. Sticks. Yes. <laughs> split decision time, my friend. Yeah. The winner by split decision. This is where we give two more likely scenarios, and we have to see what decision we decide to go with. You are first to start us off. Your first split decision. Well, Simi, we just came off of baseball. All right. Um, is it more likely that the L.A. Dodgers re-sign Clayton Kershaw 
Wow, okay. Or sign Shohei Otani. More likely is Kershaw. Otani's still – somebody's going to throw him a, a, a bag of money, and he's going to have to make a decision on do I want the L.A. market in, in that piece because then obviously, right, you're talking about, uh, you know, the endorsements and everything I mean, else. It's going to be there. L.A., Boston, or New York, in my opinion. One of yeah, those markets. right? But I could see them more likely to happen would be Kershaw gets re-signed. I'm not. I'm still not saying Otani will go to the Dodgers. I just think right. if there was a a percentage, I'm going higher with Kershaw re-signing with the Dodgers. Okay. All right. My first one here. More likely, Bill Belichick gets the wins record. Right now, he's at 300. Wins record is 328. Or Andy Reid gets to 300 wins. He's at 254. I thought about mine today. I said I got to make all right Ryan think a little bit. Yeah. So um, Belichick needs twenty eight. Reed needs forty six. I'm gonna go with Bill Belichick. Ooh. But and not with New here England. Is, here is why. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be in New England. I think he could end up in Dallas, and he will get that record e- pretty easily in Dallas. Um, I'm not sure Andy Reid stays around for another 47 wins. Mm. Okay. He's a big boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually a little little yeah. worried about his health. But that's – right? If they can win 12 games, that's what – Didn't he already ago. have an episode like a year ago? I don't, I don't know. I know he likes cheeseburgers. I'm just saying. All right. You, know, you could be mm-hmm. right. I don't okay. think he's going to be around for another 47. Okay. Right. Not in, I'm not saying around as in I, we got alive. Coaching, coaching-wise. Coaching-wise, yes. Yeah. I got you. I think he's going to, especially if he wins another one. Okay. Rather okay. soon, like this year. Cheeseburgers, Kenny says. Uh, all right, you're number two. All right. Um, my number two who is more likely to win the NBA Rookie of the Year? Is it Victor Wembanyama or Chet Holmgren? See, I don't agree with the Chet Holmgren because he's not a true rookie, but I know yeah, he I is. I know, but he's the NBA. listed as a rookie. So, I gotcha. <sighs> I think the hype with Wembanyama gets him more votes. Because the kid's putting up numbers. I mean, he's not like he's he doesn't stink. And I think the other day he had like 15 rebounds. Like, so I could see him getting, I say more likely Victor Wembanyama okay. would be my guess. I okay. think Holmgren though, Holmgren's team's going to be better and, and make the playoffs. And he's probably going to get more accolades that way. But I still think rookie there goes to Victor Wembanyama. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, okay. I'm on, I'm on the NBA theme as well. My second one, more likely. Jason Tatum scores 20,000 points for the Celtics. Right now, he's at 10,309. So for his career, will he get to 20,000? Or he wins an NBA title. What's more likely? 20,000. <laughs> wow, he was quick on that one. Not even getting on the title. 
After what I saw today, after what I saw today, they stunk it up against a a bad team. So a you're just going with the fact he can score. They may not win a title. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm more convinced that they're going to choke in the playoffs again. Wow. Kenny. Kenny. Kenny says yes. Kenny says yes to everything. No, he though. said yes before you even asked the question. That was, <laughs> that was for something else. <laughs> not funny at all. He's... <laughs> Not funny at all. Oh man, it's Some... true, Kenny. You're worried about it after today's game. I'm sure you are. That Come on, it, it's a, you get bad Come losses. On. It happens. You keep losing to teams like that. I mean, look, this just proves fourth quarter can't they can't put anything together. They can't put anything together. They stink in the fourth quarter. Even it's when like, they're up by a lot, they still almost cough up every lead. They did right against the Bucks too, right? They, they yeah. were up like 21. And they yeah. won that game by three. They had a yeah. double-digit lead in this game, and they lose by double digits to Orlando. But this is NBA, though, sometimes. That happens. Oh, come on. Oh, come it on. does. It happens. Let's talk some National Hockey League. NHL, my friend. Don't stress me out, Ronnie. <laughs> me too bad. It's too bad. Kenny, on- got to get over it. Milan Lucic. Milan Luch, what is it? Loose lips? Loose lips. Lucic. Uh, he's been arrested, Ron. What's this? Oh, I know. Story? This has been like a, a week. Nice. Oh. You want a nice picture? Nice picture yeah. of Milan and caught. Yeah. So Milan I have updates on this. I have updates. Oh, I love it. What do you got? All right. So let's let's get my notes here in front of me so I don't... Uh, don't mess up this whole thing. So after he was arrested and all that, he pleaded not guilty. Yep. Not guilty. Not guilty. Um, he was placed on indefinite leave. Mm-hmm. And the NHL came down and put him in the player assistance, assistance program. program. Yep. And um, so if he's found guilty... He could spend up to two years in in prison. And what happens right now is 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 going to be very tricky for the Boston Bruins because I know they want the player because of what he brings, you know, to the physicality. And that was a big problem last year in the playoffs. And that's why they brought him in. The problem is they the image, the image and. They, the Bruins, have the right to terminate his contract. And and the kicker would be right I, to me when they did made this signing. Yeah, it was to bring in a veteran presence who's been there before to kind of help these young kids, right? Yep. And, and this is a very bad look now for this team. Yeah. And again, correct me. What was the kid's name last year with the draft? Hathaway. Hath? No. Oh wait, with the draft? You remember they they they. Signed the kid, thought it would go under the radar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, I don't remember his name. But yeah. they already have a bad image when it came to, right? Because this it was something with right. bullying. And, and, you know, everybody knew about it. But they were like, oh, nobody will pick up on it. Yeah. But to so, me, if they if they keep Lucic, I I think this is would be another bad look for this team where it's going to be very hard for them from, from a, uh, you know, a, the standpoint of what the media thinks. And what the fans start to think about the, the the organization and the players you have, you know, in that organization. 
Yeah, it, it's going to be a fine line for this, right? So the Bruins already came out with their statements and they were behind the family, you know. So they they mentioned Brittany, his wife, and the kids, you know, and they are they are taking care of them. And uh, that is the right thing to do. Now, it comes to the point now where they're going to let this sit and lie for a while because he's not going to be on the ice, so it's not going to be a con- constant conversation. They're going to see what happens with that that trial, and my guess is that they're going to offer him, you know, probation or something. Yeah, some deal. And, yeah. you know, and he'll probably end up taking it. The problem is what he should have done is came out and admitted it, and then went to seek help, and that would have brought that would have been a lot easier um, pill to swallow, so to speak. Yeah, again, because to your point, not guilty. You go to trial, you're found guilty. It looks yeah. worse than if you admit guilt and then right. ask for forgiveness. Yeah, because right, look, right now under this assistance program, he cannot take a sip of alcohol. And obviously he can't do anything to hurt his wife because that would be bad, yeah. you know? So, you know, now it's, it's, it's going to be tough road for him. And, you know, and I think this is actually, this could be why the Bruins have been playing kind of lousy the last week. That's what I'm saying. This is the distraction now that this team it didn't is. need. Because the players have to answer questions about yeah. it. Yeah. And it was not, cool and i i gotta give brad Marshan a lot of credit for for you know talking to the press and you know saying what he did even though it that came down from the boston bruins brass you know because it was the same thing that they actually released as a statement you know yeah but you know but we coming from brad Marshan, it was a little more personal because people know this player and you know, so that's a little more acceptable than coming down a statement, you know, from whether the coach or, you know, Don Sweeney or even Cam Neely. Um, Brad Marshan is the, the guy that you look to for the Bruins now. He's the, now the captain. And, and he did a really good job handling, you know, that situation. But it is a situation and it does cause problems inside the the locker room because now they have to worry about going and having to answer those questions. And let's face it, athletes aren't exactly wanting to go in front of the camera and talking about this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, especially right? this kind of situation. This isn't yeah. a hey, you know what? He got he got busted for DUI, and you know yeah. they all you know that's it's it's when you have those domestic dispute you've probably right. you know the wives you, your, your wives know their why right like so this is like it's no different than when a family member and the families get together and you were like you know there was something that happened right and it's not and you just sit there and have at the dinner table and feel all comfortable with it if you look at the last few games when this happened i mean look they beat florida right but they didn't look good beating florida and they didn't look good today and, and yes, I know teams go into slumps, but when a Bruins team doesn't play well and it, they come out flat, there's something, you know, internally going on 
usually, you know, and and this is what's stirring in that locker room, and that's gonna that's gonna take a toll at some at some point. Yeah. And you know, all these players that are shuffling in and out of the lineup are looking at their opportunities, but when you see the veterans and they really like the player, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Two assists, two assists. He's a minus one on the season, only one shot attempt. He wasn't brought in there though, to your point for offense, right? He was brought in there for for toughness and and, yeah. and try to guide some of these young kids. So we'll see how this all turns out, right? Unfortunate situation. Um yeah. For, for the organization, the player, you know, his family as well, because I'm sure that's not easy on any any one of the parties. But right, we'll we'll keep our eyes on it, and uh, you know, keep you up to date as as we find out more stuff and how it's affecting the Boston Bruins uh, going forward. But Ron, we're going to talk some more hockey. It's time for pick and roll. This was a fun one. It's time for pick and roll. We're on episode 47, so we decided let's look at some of these skaters. They had 47 goals in a season, and obviously some of them had more, and there was a lot more than 47, but these are some big names. We said let's try to see if we can break these down. We're going to rank up from 6 to 1. Yarmir Yager, Gordie Howe, Mark Messier, Timo Solani, Marcel Dion, and Brandon Shanahan. Some great players here. Phenomenal. This was a very tough list to, to, to put together. Uh, you I believe they're all on the 50 for 50, if yes. anybody saw that episode. Great episode. That that one never got enough love, Ron. I know. The amount of time you put into that. I know. You, you're first. It's still viable, though. It's still not That's changing. out there. It's always it's out, there. out there. So check out that list. That That's a great episode. If you're a hockey fan, check that out. Um. All right. So, so this list was very difficult because – Basically, like every single player here. Yeah, it was um, very, very tough. I wish every single one of them played for the Bruins <laughs> at some point, right? Yeah. Um, and it it breaks my heart that number six, I have Marcel Dion. Wow. Um, uh, look, this guy played four hundred less games than Yarami Yager. Four hundred less. He only had thirty-five less goals. If mm-hmm. this guy had the same amount of goal, this guy would be. Let's see, if he had the same amount of games played, this guy would be number one in goals. Yeah, he was that good. The problem was he was not on a very good team. Uh, Seven hundred thirty-one career goals, one thousand forty assists. Um, that's a that's seventeen hundred seventy-one points. He was only a plus twenty-seven. 27. Yeah. And that was the number that stuck in my head. And the fact that he's the only one that doesn't have a Stanley Cup out of yeah. this list. Yeah. So he was number six. Um, number five, T. Mussolini. Uh, 684 career goals, 773 assists for 1457 points in 1451 games. So more than a point a game. It was a plus 95, 110 game-winning goals. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. He won one Stanley Cup, four All-Stars, you know, and he won. He's the only one on the list that had a Calder trophy for Rookie of the Year. Um, He won one Rocket Richard for Mm -hmm. most goals in a season. 
Um, so he was my number five. Okay. I mean, all of these guys are great. Yeah. But they're all a little better. And number four was close, but there's something that Brendan Shanahan brings that Timu Solani did not bring, and that is this guy is tough as nails. Um, he could mix it up if he had to. He's a very solid defensive player. He was a plus 151 for his career. Um, 656 career goals. Not bad for a tough guy, right? Yeah. Uh, 698 assists. So 1,354 points, 109 game-winning goals. All he did is just win three Stanley Cups, and he had three All-Star games. So he didn't get credit for a lot of the things he did do. Um but this guy won. And, you know, I mean, I'll take this guy over most of them, to be honest with you. Uh, number three, Marc Messier, right? I mean, these three guys now, these are incredible players. It's hard to put them in any particular order. Doesn't matter which order you put them in. It's not wrong because there's always a reason why, right? But he's the ultimate captain, right? Great leader, 694 goals, 1,193 assists, 1,800 points plus in his 1,700 games. Um, six Stanley Cups. Yeah, insane. That was- it, it is crazy. Um, five All-Stars, two Hart Trophies, and two Pearsons, and a Conn Smythe, the only player to get a Conn Smythe out of all of these guys. Um, I don't believe it, it existed back when Gordy Howe played, though. Um, number two, I have the ageless one, Yaramir Yager. The guy is still playing in, in the yeah. Champions. Yeah, right. It's insane. He's still playing. I don't. I can't believe it. But yeah, that's why not? If you're having fun. Man, right? Not? He owns the team, I think. He plays for I believe it. he does. So he can yeah. play with who he wants yeah, to. Yeah, right. That's it's right. his puck. That's it. <laughs> yeah, my he ball. I'll take it. Take my ball, and I'm going. I'm leaving. <laughs> but number two, 766 career goals, 1155 assists, 1921 points in his 1733 games. I mean, that is just incredible. Um, the second best Pittsburgh Penguin to ever play. You know, ahead of Sydney. Just figured I'd throw that out there just to rub it in more. You love it. I do love it. Two Stanley Cups. I, I would have loved to seen him win more, um, but not meant to be because of that juggernaut, you know, Edmonton, you know, mm-hmm. over there and some other teams that were really good. Detroit was really good at that point. Um, he had to play against um, Brendan Shanahan a lot. Yep. So. Um, and Fedorov and Eisenman and all of them guys. But five Art Ross trophies, uh, one Hart trophy, and that's really what kept him out of that number one spot because the guy at number one is Gordy Howe, 801 career goals, um, 1,049 assists. This guy played forever, I mean, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, 1,767 games, he played a long time, right? I believe he played in four or five decades. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's amazing. 100, 160 was his plus minus, 121 game-winning goals. Yara Yager has the record, though, with 135, just to let you know. Yeah, on this list. Yes. But 
four Stanley Cups, 21 All-Star games. That's crazy, right? It's like most players don't even play that long. Yeah, exactly. Most players don't play that long. Um, and those six Stanley Cups makes a, uh, uh, I mean, four Stanley Cups makes a difference, but he also had those two um, WHA championships yep. as well. So six total. But, yeah, but the guy had six Hart trophies and six Art Ross for scoring. So he's scoring leader six times, MVP six times. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. It's craziness. So I couldn't, I could not. Not put Gordy Howe there, number yeah. one. Yeah, not bad, not bad, my friend. He's had that Gordy Howe hat trick. Yeah, a goal, assist, and a fight. <laughs> not bad. I um, actually, we were almost spot on. Uh, the only ones I flip flopped, uh, I had at six Timu Solani and uh, Marcel Dion. And the only reason why I did it because Marcel Dion, uh, more goals, more assists. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I kind of gave him 300 more. Like it was 300 more assists. Uh, I think he was a great player. He just yeah. didn't have anything around him, really. 50 more goals. So I, I, I just I kind of went that route with them. But I agree with you at four. Brandon Shanahan uh, loved what he brought to the table. The three cups. Mark Messier, right? I was debating Mark Messier for a bit. Like two. That was three. hard. That one got very difficult because of the six cups. Look, right? and when it comes point, down to it, if I would I would probably take Mark Messier over every one of them. Brendan Shanahan would be a close second. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how the I player think. itself. Yeah. Just the numbers. The yeah. The numbers, right? And then yeah, I went Yager at two. And and then to your point, Gordy Howe. I mean, just the numbers were ridiculous. Uh, you know, with the goals, eight hundred one goals. And but you think about how long he played, the longevity and what he what he brought to hockey. Twenty one all stars. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Great list, though, man. Great, uh, amazing it players. It is amazing players. All right, it's that part of the show where our fans, let's see how they do because uh, the prediction. We're we're running. I think we got about five weeks left, and this is done, my friend. Can't believe the year's almost over. Uh, I'm holding on to a ten win lead right now. Which yeah, we pitched all the same games last week. Ron would have to win. Where uh, a, a the team of my choice on, on one of the shows um, last year. If you didn't get to watch, check out season two, uh, season three, I think it was episode one or two. It was one of one. And you'll see me in a Red Sox set. Okay. We'll see what Ron has to wear. If he loses in season four, I got to make a uh, comeback now. <laughs> so a uh, so big week, Kenny five and two best record last week. Uh, James four and three tied with us. Chakra over five hundred now. So glad to see that he joined as well and was able to get some. Uh, some there we wins go. There. That. So we have to get in on this. This is this is actually pretty fun, you know. So if anybody's joining us live right now, as we take the game, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. If you're joining us live, you're on right now. Pick some of these games with us. See how you do, and we'll get you on the chart. First game, Ron, Sacramento Kings at the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's on 11-24. T-Wolves right now own the best record in the NBA. Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota at home. That's a, that's a pretty, that should be a really good game. 
That should be a really good game. Yeah. Kings like to score. Minnesota, though. In today's Celtic game. <laughs> Minnesota has been, uh, you know, beating up some of the big dogs. So this would be a, a, a good game for them. I went Minnesota as well. He's been, he beat up, they beat up the big dog. He beat up, he beat up the big dog. Kenny going, Kenny going Kings. James going Kings. Uh-oh, Ron. They're going Wait, against us. I went Minnesota as well. Oh, okay. I went Minnesota as well. 11-28, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks at the Miami Heat. I, I'm not sold on the Heat. I, I'm just not. Like, I think they're a good team. Again, yes, they went to the finals, everything. But I, I think Milwaukee, if if they play solid basketball, is a better team. I went Milwaukee here. I'm going to go Miami. Miami. I'm going Welcome Miami. Miami. Kenny going Bucks. Yep. I had to go opposite this time. I need to I need uh I need some help here. <laughs> or you or you put yourself in a bigger hole. I mean one of the two. Well yeah, I mean that's the risk, right? Risk and reward. Oh James going bucks as well. Yep. I'm on an island. You're on an island by the island, my friend. Well, that means I would win because if I'm the last one on the island, then you guys all got loaded off. Yeah, yeah, okay. Survivor. 11-26, got the Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go Buffalo here. Um, I think in a big game moment, I think this is this is where he rises to the occasion. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I went Philly. I went Philly. Um, I just think uh, defensively, they're going to be able to stop what Buffalo does. James going Buffalo. James going Buffalo. Okay. Interesting. Kenny's going Eagles. All right. We got a split on that one. I know how excited you are about this one, Ron. 11-26. We got the New England Patriots at the New York Giants. We're calling this the loser bowl. And uh, I, I hate myself for doing this. I'm going to England because they're gonna they're gonna blow the, the their draft status and win this game when they shouldn't. So I went New England. I went New England in hopes that maybe picking New England if they yeah, would it, lose, it, it goes opposite way. Yeah. So so I'm picking New England because I want them to lose. Uh, yeah, Does that I, make I any sense? The same thing. Kenny went Pats as well. I think Kenny's on board with what we're saying. Yeah, because they're gonna blow. They're gonna blow it. They're gonna win. They and don't. The they Giants. Win. James going Giants. The Giants. Giants. Wow. All right, eleven twenty-five. Got the Boston Bruins at the New York Rangers. It's hard to go against what the Rangers are doing right now, um, and I see some. Some lackluster play right now in Boston. I went the Rangers. The I agree. Rangers I, for those reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I went the same thing. I think the Rangers look. They've they've been hot. They're the number one team on the Sports Unfolded NHL rankings. Uh, my hockey guys usually never wrong about it. I went. I went Rangers as well. Kenny's going Rangers. Aren't those people that comment re- really ridiculous? They can't be. But listen, we get them. We get them on the. We told I challenge him to jump on our show anytime right. we can talk about it. That's right. We can talk about it. So both ranges, clean sweep on that one. 1130, we got the Vegas Golden Knights at the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks are actually third in the West, playing with some good hockey. So Yeah, and I'm going to go Vancouver. Ooh, I, I like – I see I like the team last year as well, 
but they just didn't perform. I think they needed, you know, something new. And I think the coach really matches what they need to do out there. Something, something um, I'm not sure anybody's going to be moving out of Vancouver this year. So anybody thinking that they were going to get one of those players, um, that's not happening now. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny went Vancouver. I went, I went Golden Knights. I went Golden Knights because I think they're still the, the kings of the West. So even though they're the Knights of the West, I guess. Vegas, baby. <laughs> so they're not quite a king. So they're, they're a knight. Nice. They're a knight. They're still, they're still some kind of royalty. Knights aren't well, not really royal. They're just, <laughs> they're just like the top military. That's all. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. All okay. right, big game in national. I mean, Elton John Co- is a knight. Collegiate football. Uh, that doesn't this, make him <laughs> this Saturday, eleven twenty-five. You got the number two Ohio State Buckeyes at the number three Michigan Wolverines. Okay, so Michigan, don't they lose all the time to Ohio? I'm going Ohio. <laughs> they, they they actually beat Ohio State last year. Yeah, but well. um, I I think the Jim Harborough situation is going to affect Michigan in this game. I went Ohio State as well. Okay, I just I I can't see Kenny went Ohio State. Let's see what James got on the board here. It's a tough game. It is a tough game. Two and three. Oh, Michigan. We got James with Michigan. That may be the next coach, too, Jim Harbaugh in Dallas. So he's just picking some of these guys that he wants. 11-24. Uh, that's tonight. Uh, number six, UConn Husky, the Lady Huskies. At number two, UCLA Bruins. This is the national um, NCAA women's basketball. Yeah. Who do you got? Um, I'm going Bruins. Going Bruins. I picked them earlier in the NHL, so I'm going to pick them now. <laughs> I I listen. Um, UConn's going to be struggling now. They lost Fudd. Uh, she's done for the year. Wait, she, one one of that uh, Elma. Is her name no. Elmira? No. <laughs> Elmira Fudd. James going UConn. I I don't know. Injury scares me. Kenny's going UCLA. Kenny don't like any UConn. At all. Doesn't he, uh, where does he live? And I went UCLA. He, he, he lives live? in Connecticut. I just what I'm saying. Well, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know what's up with That's that. Good. Ron, what a great show we've had tonight. But we we always finish with a final thought. But before we ever do our final thoughts, we tell all the wonderful people out there how they can support and be a sponsor of our show. Would you yes, have that, Eric? I do have that. It's already right there on the screen ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. You can send us an email now, right now. And I can send you all the information that you need to know. But really, when it comes down to it, all you really need to know, it costs less than going to your local coffee shop and getting a large coffee and a chocolate donut. What if you don't like chocolate donuts? Well, you can get a jelly. <laughs> jelly? Jelly donut. Uh, I will also say, look, so many different ways to watch us, follow us, support our social media platforms. We're on everything. If you're in Southeast Connecticut, public access, channel 12, every Tuesday night we're on as well there. And then just come join us live on Friday nights. Whoops. Uh, Whoops. Like our show, share our show. 
buy us a coffee. Yeah. Buy me, join Buy Me a Coffee. You can support the show that way as well. Stars and Bits. Uh, so many different ways you can you can definitely not kibbles and bits, but stars and bits. But right. if you're the owner of kibbles and bits, you should sponsor our show. Kibbles and bits. You know. Are they still around? Kibbles and bits. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think so. I don't have All a right. dog. Ron, <laughs> we could do it. We could do a whole segment called the dogs. If you have a like, you know. <laughs> Right. When we'll call them the dogs. Um, yeah, all the guys that really get us upset. So Draymond will be up there all the awesome. time. Ron, it is final thoughts time. Doesn't necessarily have to be about sports related topics. It could be about anything going on today. But before we go into our final thoughts, Ron, I believe you did want to have one small segment of what we are thankful for. Since this is right mm -hmm. after Thanksgiving and we were going to give the fans out there what we were thankful for. So, Ron, what were you thankful for on Thanksgiving? Well, I'm I'm keeping it sports, you know, and you know, there's always focus on the negativity, right? I mean, you get the Milan Lucic story. We talked about Draymond Green not so long ago. Um, I I wanted to be thankful for those players that are always smiling, you know, always just seem happy and just having a good time, right? Um, so, um, two players of note that have retired, um, one may come back. David Ortiz always smiles, right? He gets along with everybody across the league. Um, and Rob Gronkowski, like he's the ultimate partier, right? But he never gets in any trouble doing something right, right? So you got to be thankful for those guys and guys that are that are playing now. Mookie Betts, guys always smiling, right? Raphael Devers, um, and David Postenock. Man, does he have a good time on the ice, right? So I'm thankful for those players. And like I said earlier, C.J. Stroud cannot be forgotten. That dude is just playing out of his mind. Um, I'm sure he's still smiling right now. So. Yeah, you know. yeah, so those are the players that I oh and, and Nathan Nivaldi and the Texas Rangers. Thankful for right. that. Thank nice. you. Nice. I am thankful for NBC yesterday. They during halftime they put on a little segment with John Madden and Daryl Stingley. And we know the 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 you know tragic situation. Daryl Stingley uh was paralyzed in a game against the Oakland mm -hmm. Raiders. And the bond they created and how genuine John Madden was as a human being that he literally was visiting him in the hospital and their families became close. And it was just, it was just one of those situations where you sit back and you think, right. He didn't have to do that. Right. But because the person he cared about the person and what happened in his life. And it was just a great story. And the sons, they showed him meeting up, uh, you know, you know, this recently to, to kind of, you know, talk through some things, you know, share their story. So it's just a great story. I'm thankful that NBC decided to take that route because we always have that image of John Madden, right? Is the goofy, mm -hmm. whack, boom, bow, whack, right? And yep. just, but, but what a, what a great human being as well. You hear so many good stories about what he did for so many people. And I thought that was such a great story. So I'm thankful. Yeah, you know, and, and now that you mentioned that Shaquille O'Neal is another one, right. That does a lot for people. Yeah. You know, he just goes into stores randomly and starts buying people stuff, you know, and buy a segment. Shaq. 
Shaq, buy a segment. Shaq, come on. Shaq, buy a segment. We'll we'll put you on Shaq's Turk Duncan, right? The Turk Duncan, right? They That's they cool. had the Turk. It was such a, it was such a great. <laughs> listen, they, they they all all three of them did a great job. CBS, um, Fox, and because they all had the turkey, they all did the thing. I thought it was great the way they honored John Madden uh, during Thanksgiving. Um, Ron, it is final thoughts time, and you are first, my friend. So. Please, yes, your final thought. And, and I'm going to pull in Eric, and I have two of them. You got two? All right, Ron. I got two of them, and I hope one is yours. <laughs> so my first one, and they're both kind of NHL-related, right? Yeah, definitely um, not mine. So, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Somebody's got to show the NHL some love. Something, so. something. Um, the NHL um, stopped Mark andre Fleury. From wearing a tribute mask dedicated for uh, Native American Heritage Night. So the mask was dedicated to his wife, who is Abenaki and Micmac. So they stopped him from wearing it, um, which is really kind of horrible when you think about it because of that. The You know, the... Um, the um the pride yeah. games from last year yeah and that was one August players protested yeah. you know wanting not wanting to have to wear the jerseys well that created a whole big stir and now they outlaw all those you know special jersey things and now you can't wear the jersey you can't wear a mask you can't even put tape on your on your um you know, stick or anything like that, or stickers. Um, I think it's absolutely asinine. I think outside of, I can understand a Jersey kind of thing. You have to conform to the, the rules on that. But when it comes to your goaltending mask, look at all these goaltenders with special masks that they use. So if I was Mark andre Fleury, I would take that mask and make it his regular everyday mask. And I hope he does that just to stick it to, the NHL, because that's kind of bogus that they didn't let him do that. They wouldn't even let him do it in the pregame skate. Wouldn't let him do it. So um, not too happy about that. My second one, Andy Moog, former Bruin goaltender, Edmonton mm-hmm. Oiler, yeah. um, also Dallas and Montreal. Um, three Cups, four All-Stars. 713 total games played from 1980 to 1998. Uh, Also 31 games for the Canadian national team. He revealed, uh, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, that he has cancer. Um, He is 63 years old. So not not a good situation to, to be in, of course. And everybody knows somebody that has been affected by it. And, um, so we wish him well, um, so hopefully he can recover and get back to to being Andy Moe, the great goaltender. So, yeah, great, very good, Ron. My final thoughts, actually, it, this is more of a Ron Ron final thought. Um, as I was going through this, um, in neither one of us are big on the gambling situation. Um, I have a major problem now with ESPN and the. ESPN bet is what it's called. I guess they've started their own betting 
type app or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And they're actually incorporating it into a lot of their shows. Mm. And I just feel like as, as sports broadcasters, as, as an agent of the games and trying to bring it to the fans, you're encouraging just when I look at gambling and you look at gambling, we always think there's that twist of, are they doing something maybe that's not on the up and up? The fact that now you have a major sports network that has their own betting attached to them, right? So now you think about it. They do NFL games. They do NHL games. They do NBA games, college basketball, right? Football. Are you encouraging these players now based on what your apps telling you to do? to have these guys on the take for some of this stuff. I, I hate it. Um, listen, we, we talk about it all the time about all these different betting forms. To me, a, a broadcasting network should not have it. I no, don't think it's I, an accident I, waiting to happen. I mean, yeah. we all, we've been talking about it now for years. So, I mean, and the fact that they're incorporating it into their regular day shows as, Oh, we got the, the ESPN bets thing. And they, you know, they're doing it on their, their shows. Absolutely. I saw it on Nesson for the first time yeah, as well. It's, it's just getting so bad, so bad. But, uh, you know, take it out of sports. You know, if FanDuel and all these other ones do it, that was fine. I have a problem with now sports networks actually being part of it on their own. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of former athletes that are involved in, you know, the, those commercials. But I remember not so long ago – that Gretzky and Connor McDavid were on a gambling mm-hmm. commercial should never be a current player. Never. And I'm totally against it. And I think I think it might have gotten pulled because I haven't seen it in a long time. And um But this is where we the contradiction begins because you talked about Pete Rose. Yeah. And now you can bet on Major League Baseball during the game. Yeah. But you won't let him in the Hall of Fame because he gambled. But now you're doing it, and your networks are actually doing it yeah. during you're the making game. Money off of those companies yeah. now. That's during not, the game, it's not even right. right. It should not be allowed. So I, I was just when I saw the ESPN bet thing, I thought it was horrible, and I had to discuss it. That's my final thought. Ron, I want to thank you for your time tonight. I want to thank everybody that joined us live. We had a few different lives, but obviously Kenny and James, you guys are always amazing. Appreciate all of your support. We are on every Friday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rhode Island Broadcasting. Check us out. Follow us on our social media platforms. We will see you next Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in then. All we have asked for every single week is peace on earth. Have a great night, everybody.